Ladies and gentlemen, hello, and hello. welcome back to well, oh, to lots of talking over today. I need to take take a breath. Uh, the Good Talks podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hello, and welcome to the Good Talks podcast. My name is Mark Little, and my name is Marie Murataya. And today we are getting in to some good talks. Uh, first, I'll just uh, start with just a, a funny. Just a funny, uh, well, maybe it's a funny story. I don't know if it's a funny story. It's just kind of an interesting story uh, that has to do with people's perceptions of certain things. Um, perfect. And uh, uh, <laughs> get a little distracted. Yeah, I got, I got, I got a text message right at the moment. So yesterday, um, yesterday, yesterday, I was at work. Mm-hmm. Um, working brunch, a brunch shift. And um, what does the word brunch mean to you? Brunch to me. Oh, well, see, here's the thing. No, I no, know. No. What does it the means, word brunch mean? It's a few things because I worked in the restaurant. Okay, what is it? So when it comes to being a server, brunch means less money and more work. Okay. Um, It means... uh. But then it, but on my end, it's also just like, oh, Sunday brunch, like girlfriends. So, you know, mimosas, okay. chicken and waffles. Okay. So I don't know. I, I used to like working brunch when I worked with you at the restaurant because mm-hmm. it was a more chill shift. It was very slow. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of a time to play around. Yeah. We, and maybe make a little money. Yeah. But we had fun. Yeah. Um, so kind of, that's always what it meant to me. Nice. At the time. Well. Uh, what does it mean to you? Oh, well, it's not really about what it means to me. Oh. Uh, it's about what it meant to this lady. Oh. So uh, she she sat down at my table with her husband. And um, she I said, hey, how are you two doing today? Uh, and she said, I'm good. A little annoyed, but I'm good. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are you annoyed? Uh, and she said, well, because... And basically what happened is she called and uh, was trying to make a reservation for Valentine's Day, which is an extremely busy day. Um, And then someone at the front desk told her, well, we do have availability on Sunday. uh, And on Sunday, we also offer brunch, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can get everything, but you can also get brunch. And um, then... I guess whoever was on the phone proceeded to describe like the different items on the menu, whatever. Uh, in this lady's mind, brunch is synonymous with the word buffet. Ah. Oh. Uh, and so she was like, <laughs> she never told me it wasn't a buffet, blah, 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 blah. And she's all mad. And I'm just like, I'm just, I, uh, <laughs> it's I'm, all your fault. I'm literally just meeting these people. <laughs> like, uh, which is which is a fun kind of interesting way to think about that job is you literally meet so many people every right. day and you're just whatever. Uh, but so in my mind, I'm like, I, I might have even said to her, I was like, well, oh, she I think what she said is this isn't 
what brunch is, something along those lines. And I was like, well, what what does brunch mean to you? And she said, in my mind, brunch is a buffet. And then it was great because I watched her realize that the word brunch does not mean buffet. And I was like, well, we do have a lot of, you know, brunch kind of food, like, and she started looking at it and she was like, yeah, she mentioned waffles, but I didn't, but I didn't know it was going to be chicken and waffles, blah, 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 blah. Um, But honestly, they they turned out to be just totally fine. And they like, you know, tip me well or whatever, which is a hundred percent what I mean when I said they turned out to be totally fine. Um, <laughs> hey, they could be the worst humans in the world, but if they leave me a good tip, I'm like, yeah, you guys were pretty nice. Well, that's server life, man. I know it I is. I know it. I get it. But it was pretty funny because uh, then uh, a manager went over there and introduced himself and uh, he said his name and her response to him was, okay, thank you, Jim. And his name is not Jim. Uh, so it was just, it was just great. I won't, nice. you know, I won't go into too many nice. other details, but yeah. it was a funny and interesting table sure. that had a lot of specific requests. Oh, love it. Love it. It, it actually reminded me of um, the office because <laughs> at some point um, she ordered a steak and I told her, you know, what temperature, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> she she said, or asked her what temperature, and uh, she said, somewhere between medium well and medium rare. And I said, oh. so medium? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, she's like, describe that to me. I oh said, it would be pink in the center. She said, that's fine. If it's not, I'll send it back. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll have the gabagoo. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I send it back. And so I was just like, oh, this is amazing. Uh, yeah, so there you have it. I love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Brunch is a buffet. You know, that's our that's our world today, Mark Little. It's the. It really is. Bit that you just get as much as you can get. Yep. Um, no, yeah. I, oh. There's a guy, a guy I work with, um, also works at. Um, the Pomona mm. Mining Company. That's where I think of when I think of a brunch buffet, too. Yeah, I, t- uh, I had no idea. He was like, oh. it is wild. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I went there with my parents after church one Sunday. Like, I was, like, probably 10. Mm-hmm. And we never went out to eat at, yeah. when I was growing up. I mean, it was just, we did. But it was a rare occasion. And sure. I think it was Easter brunch or something, because we Ooh, were those people. Right? And, uh, oh, my gosh. I just... It was it was crazy. It's like Disneyland, but for brunch. That's like you have yeah. to hold your parents' hand. You stand in all these lines waiting for pasta salad. Like you said, there's like omelet bar, prime mm-hmm. rib bar. You can get a fillet. You can get like a Mexican food thing. He said it's insane. I'm telling you, that would be the yeah. place for us to go on a workout day. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sounds like it'd be hectic. Oh yeah, it's after working. In a restaurant, yeah. I like to go to restaurants as little as possible, I especially know. for hol. I don't like we don't do anything for those holidays, anyways. But no, it's just Mm-mm. crazy. Yeah, going places like that is on, on a holiday, and obviously uh, the surrounding days. I think it's funny. I was I was thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, everyone thinks they're like outsmarting the game. They're like, nah, nah. I'll I'll go out to eat the the Friday after Valentine's right? Day. Right, like. No one will think of that. It's like, uh... Idiot. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Everyone else did think of that already. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. 
Um, so that segment is called um, Good Server Stories. Good Server Stories. Hey, every once in a while, I think a good server story is allotted. You tend to find some good ones in the in the mix of your work life. So that's true. I like hearing about those, especially because I'm a retired server. Oh, so yeah. I can relate to them. Honestly, I think, and I'm sure it's been said before, uh, I know it's been said before, but I'm sure it's been said in a recorded format that everyone mm -hmm. should have been a server at mm -hmm. some point. I agree. Because, my mom should have. Oh my God. Oh geez. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's uncomfortable when, uh, when you're with someone who's like, you're just like, damn, you've never even come close to working in a restaurant. Have you? Right. Uh, I mean, it's funny now cause we'll tell my mom we'll go out to eat and we're just like, don't say that. Don't do it. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like, Why are you trying to regulate everything I do? I was like, because you're going to get spit in your food. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know if I'd go that far. But, no, uh, that's extreme. No. But, but you, you will have your food infused with bad vibes. Bad vibes. And it might take a little longer. <laughs> Very true. I mean, I had, I remember having those tables where it's like, oh, I could help run their salads that you guys were, when you were running, you yeah, guys yeah. are going down, but they're mean. Yeah. I'll let the runners handle it when they get to it. Yeah. But, uh, server one, confession. Yeah. Server confession. One uh, interesting realization I had that did uh, and does make me more compassionate at times uh, or empathetic uh, was that people come in and they are just hungry sometimes. Yeah. Especially place uh, like Fleming's or whatever where it's more expensive. And, yeah. And people are like, I haven't eaten all day. And Waiting like, for that meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so I get that. Um, yeah, but this is a PSA. If you don't have the money to tip the person waiting on you, do not go out to eat because now you are just a disease out in the world. Oh, gosh, Mark. And I mean that in the most respectful way, right? Well, yeah, you don't want to be imparting that knowledge of tip tipping to anybody else. That's for doing sure. 20% folks. That is a good tip. Always. Always. Um, I had a thought and now oh, I was going to say you said about like people that go out for holidays and they got the Friday after thinking that's a good idea. Sure. Let's make a note that typically what we saw or I saw and what you might see in the restaurant business are that mm. these are people that don't always go out to eat too. Mm, very true. So it's, you know, it's like a social, it's like, it's, it's just like a, a new social thing for them. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not trying to be too mean here, but no. it would be pretty interesting. Like even trying to help these people look through a menu. Yeah, that's <laughs> know true. Know how to order. That's true. I sound so mean. Maybe. I mean, maybe it's like it's like uh, going to the opera for the first time, and you're like, I yeah. I sit in section five B, and imagine there's no usher there. There's no one there to help you find. You're gonna have a rough time, and then all the true. people who are at the opera lot are gonna be like, that guy sucks. Um, he's really being annoying. Right. But I don't know. You know, sometimes you gotta remember. Yeah. These, these, uh, these people don't experience this all the time. What the F ever. All right. You um, had something I know you wanted to talk about. I did. Um, I was thinking, like one of the first podcasts we recorded, we lightly brought up the idea of the best possible thing. And I mentioned, oh, yeah, I wrote about it in my blog. And then I felt bad because we kind of dismissed it. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about it um, in the last couple of days. Like, oh, I actually like to talk about that on a podcast because I think it's been something you introduced to me that's been it's just been interesting how i've it's affected my life since sure and something that you really um value and I helps do. you out uh at all times it really does um was that yeah that best possible thing from that amazing little book zen and the art of happiness mm -hmm. uh by chris prentice uh, uh yeah so this book was actually introduced to me 
um, by one of my good friends. I haven't talked to him in a little while, but uh, Andrew Metzler. Who shout out. Is, uh, yeah, huge, huge mm-hmm. shout out to him. Um, so he is, I don't know, he was probably on all of this kind of like self-enrichment, self-help type stuff more than I was at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in the best way. And he was just like, because he was listening to like Joe Rogan before I was. Okay. Um, and he just introduced me to a lot of these kinds of books uh, and kind of this world. But yeah, one day he was like, dude, you got to check this book out. Um, and we were living together at the time and um, with some other other awesome roommates. Uh, no sarcasm. <laughs> those those were cool houses. Those, that was, those were fun times. Um, but yeah, Zen and the Art of Happiness. And, and I remember... I must have got this book when I was 21, 22. Oh, I didn't realize it was that. You were that young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's been that long. Um, You know, 23 at the oldest. Oh, yeah. No. 21, 22. Anyways. But uh, what were you going to say? I would say still that's 23. Still that young, like those young 20s were, I mean, as we get into talking about it more, books like this, it's like you have to kind of hold on to them if you really like what they say and continue mm-hmm. to go through them as you grow. Cause yeah. I think that man, those early twenties are such a time of like just self discovery. I sure. mean, still, I feel like I'm still always in it, but that's, I, a, that's a lifelong process. Yeah. But I think that that's like when you're like getting ready to graduate college or moving out for the first time in your life or something like that, where it's like you kind of, I don't know, you're realizing that like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm my own thinker. I have individual ideas. Right. Um, my parents are just people like me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. 21. I realized that I was like, Oh yeah. Life kind of took a, <laughs> right. And yeah, everything's different. Took a toll. When you realize that you're like, Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Uh, these people have just also been doing their best. Right. And it's like, they've, they've been doing good. Yeah. But, but man, like what a, what a task yeah. for them. Um, but yeah, so I found this book and I remember him saying like, you could, you could read it in a day if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, and I might have done that the first time. Mm. It was either in a day or like very close to a day. I'm pretty sure I was living um, in a room built into a garage at the oh, time. Okay. Um, I just, I feel like I remember reading it in, in that little room. Um, yeah. And that was, uh, that. it was just, it's just has been um, a good and important book. Um, and I just, I remember pretty vividly the... Uh, the chapter that has something to do with, I mean, the whole premise of the book, right, is that uh, everything that happens to you is the best possible thing that could happen to you. Right. And his proof, more or less, is that if that wasn't true, uh, the universe wouldn't exist anymore <laughs> because the universe has to do what is the best for it or else goodbye universe. Because if you're operating in a way that isn't the best for you, um, that will eventually snuff you out. So, uh, yeah. And then realizing that you have to kind of go back and I mean, essentially reevaluate everything that's ever happened to you. Sure. So if there's anything that you're like, Oh my God, that was so traumatic or, um, I can't believe this happened or that or whatever. Uh, you go back and like kind of meditate on those things mm-hmm. for a moment and just be like, okay, so that was the best possible thing. Um, and I just remember there was one thing that stood out in my mind and it wasn't even really a big thing, but I just uh, 
remember I had got a phone call, and, and it's such a silly thing now, but someone had called, I, I think my roommate at the time, we lived, we lived in a frat house, and <laughs> in order to get a certain um, room, in order to get your room, you had to have a certain amount of points. Um, and you got these points by like taking jobs, like being the rush chair, like whatever. Okay. So someone who didn't live in the house and who was generally not well regarded, um, just as a person was had enough points essentially to kick us out of our room which we were living in at the time. Yeah. And so he called, I don't, again, like I can't exactly remember, but I remember my roommate being on the phone with him and being basically like, hey, blah, 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 is saying that he's going to take our room because he likes it and he wants it and he can. And I just remember getting on the phone and, you know, being a smooth, uh, <laughs> uh, calm 21-year-old, <laughs> basically telling him to F off. Yeah. Um, and just like, I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Um, and, you know, I'm thinking back, it's probably like the fear that that actually could happen. Yeah. Um, nah, for, forgetting how political everything is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just kind of just like laying into him like. And I really don't lay into people like no. that. Like, <laughs> I the, even the thought of you because I've never seen that side of you. Yeah, exactly. So the thought of that is just like, who are, who would that be? Yeah, exactly. So so that it I guess was like a traumatic experience. I get that's probably almost like a, it's like my version of PTSD. Like yeah, like a soldier doing something that they never thought they were capable of. Like me just yeah. blowing up on someone, in like obviously like a very. Uh, not important way. Um, yeah, but I remember thinking about that because that was something that kind of stuck in my head. I was like, damn, like I really kind of lost my shit there for a second or sure. whatever. Uh, and then I remember being at work in this bar and I think it was rolling silverware and just like, you know, just, that's when you do your best thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just kind of like recategorize that thing uh-huh. as the best possible thing in my head. And I was like, I was like, oh my God. And I felt so much better. Right. Like in that instant, like I could still, you know, God knows how many years, seven years later, I still remember that moment of being like, whoa, like that, right. did, that made a difference. Like I do, I do feel better now. So great book. It is. Uh, and now it's like whenever anything happens that is even remotely like oh that kind of sucks you know when, right whenever your first instinct is f uh i'm just like all right best possible thing and by being open to that uh i f- i mean it it, just, i've seen it come true in my life so many times it's awesome exactly and i think it was oops just kicked or hit the microphone yeah um but i feel like it's something that because I remember you used to say that to me when we were first dating and I had no idea what you were talking about. And mm-hmm. I almost thought like, like, are you being rude when I come, you know, I come and I vent to you about something from school or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, well, it's the best possible thing, Marie. I'd be like, okay, loser. Like, loser. I mean, not, wow. <laughs> well, cause it's like, you know, you're like upset about something. And you're like, well, what do you mean? It's the best possible thing. Yeah. And I remember you would like kind of tell me, but not really. And so, um, you gave me the book for Christmas and I think it took me three days to read it and See, that's yeah it could have taken me i could have finished it in one day but i had to like stop and do things whatever yeah but i spent my christmas break reading it and then like we talked about it a lot and it was really good and um it, it made me realize because i like the way it's 
yeah, it's a self-help book and like self-empowerment, but it's sure. almost just like he's so direct. He's like, you can choose this or you don't have to. Right. Like, but if you choose it and like let it like watch what just saying that in certain in every situation yep. when it's good or bad, um, how it can really like manifest things. Yeah, it is interesting because then I started saying it, and I think at the time I was like I was like finishing school I think mm. and getting ready for my huge huge exams and it was really st- it could have been a really stressful time yeah. and there were moments of stress yes but like. I remember kind of every time I got really stressed out, I would say that, you know, and I ended up the morning of like my big exams, I ended up just saying it over and over again as I drove the 30 minutes to school, mm-hmm. sat waiting for my exams to start. And I like nailed it. Yeah. Like, and I know like part of it is just, I worked hard, but it's also that because I was affirming that every yeah. second I needed to, or just that I thought of it. And it really like, it just kind of kept me confident and it kept me cool and absolutely i didn't lose it <laughs> too bad yeah no i think uh, i love that mindset i think it's i first of all i believe it to be true mm-hmm. so uh, you know and of course people are like you know if you believe something it's like well where's the proof blah 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 i mean there's been plenty of moments that have proved it for me um so i would encourage anyone to try it and uh, see it proved for themselves um, but what am I, what am I thinking? I mean, I've just kind of, I've seen it happen so yeah. many times. Like I just know, uh, even down to like the to silly things like driving to work, um, getting and getting caught in traffic or like being, right. or being late to something and just being right. like, it's going to be the best possible thing. And then I get there uh-huh. and like the, the person I was going to meet or whatever isn't even there yet. Right. Or, you know, or like right as I pull up, like the perfect parking spot exactly. opens up. And you're just like, ha, thanks. Like little things. And, yeah. then, and then big things for sure. Yeah. But, you know. But I really, I, I like that mindset. And I also think the mindset um, and, and just the phrase like fortune favors the bold. I really like that. Yeah. And I think those go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like, all right, fortune favors the bold. So I'm going to try this thing. And then whatever mm-hmm. happens it's is the be best, best possible thing. thing. So it's exactly it's just kind of it's that to me is a really nice one two punch to do something. Yeah. And then to just be willing to accept the result and not even just accept it, but to just to be happy about it. Yeah. And because you never, ever, ever, ever know what's going to come next. No. Oh, that's really cool. I like the way you put that. Because it, uh, yeah, it gives me chills. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And that's, I I say yeah, no a lot. Um, That's something I've, I think, maybe since like I was 21, 22, one of my big things was I knew I was always a very timid, kind of not fearful of everything, but mm-hmm. definitely wanted to be more confident, wanted to be more fearless. Like sure. I always used to journal that. I just want to find a way to be fearless about this. And it was always really hard. And when I was in my early twenties, I didn't, um, you know, I, I'd gone through stuff and family stuff and wasn't really good at being in healthy relationships. And, um, but I knew I always kind of had like my values that I knew buried deep down like I want to be fearless and I want you know I want to be an optimist and, like your ideal you yeah, yeah yeah and I kept it and I held on to it and every once in a while it would kind of like creep out but um it wasn't until 
like I, I really was bold, I guess, in standing up for myself and the things that I wanted, that it all kind of came out at once in a period of my life where I was like, oh, I can own myself and own my mm. life. And it's and at the time I wasn't saying it's the best possible thing, but I knew I, I kept telling myself, I'm going to be OK. Right. And that was my little mantra for a while. And then when you introduced this to me, it kind of took me back in my big moments, like going back and saying, how is this the best possible thing and all this sure. stuff? And how is being in a really bad relationship the best possible thing, you know, sure. and looking at, oh, my gosh, no, I'm so glad I learned what I learned from that. And um, now I feel like. I've done different things and been so much more willing to try new things mm -hmm. and be bold and, and just know, again, it's going to be the best possible thing. Yeah. And I love that we can remind each other of that now. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. That's one of those things. It's like in the book, I think he talks about, or I know he talks about, you know, put this on a piece of paper and stick it up somewhere. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's in, Lord knows how many books that's in that idea. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think it's absolutely absolutely a great idea um especially with that quote because that's i don't know i mean in my mind that quote has become something that is just so uh ingrained in my way of thinking yeah that it's just it just is it is truth and and uh i like it and you believe in it yeah and that's where i mean power comes from what you believe in right so if you give something like that power it's pretty awesome i agree i Agree. So agreeable. Wow. I am agreeable. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. So everybody should probably go uh, pick up their copy of Zen and the Art of Happiness. Uh, if you need to find it, you can always go to my blog, thanksmorris.com, and find it there. There you go. Just saying. There you go. <laughs> exactly. It's linked. Check it out. Click that link. You want to support us a little bit? Hit that uh, link. It's a little affiliate link. You know, we'll just get... <laughs> Just get a little commission. <laughs> just get a, it doesn't cost you anything extra, but we get a little commission. Just a little bit. Hey, you know, share that link. And uh, I don't see why not, really. I don't either. But I think that's all we got for you at the moment. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. I think that is a good place to rasp, rasp, well, rasp, rasp it up. To rasp it up. What, what? It would be the best possible moment to wrap it up. Yes. This episode brought to you by Binchata. Ladies and gentlemen, pinchata is a wonderful idea for a flavorful beverage packed with protein, vitamins, and minerals endorsed by Justin Bieber himself, the Biebs. Pinchata will bring you to where you need to be. All right. Merchandise coming soon. <laughs> soon. Oh, yeah. We got to get some bean merch. Hell yeah, bean merch. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. My name is Mark Little. My name is Marie Murataya. And we appreciate you. Bye-bye. <laughs>